Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I excitedly identify and own my emotions for beautiful growth. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're sitting with you on the couch as we do every Wednesday morning here on the Wellness Couch or on iTunes if that's how you've found us. And we're talking today about, it's a theory that I've come up with lately, Jane. Um, yeah, this is Beck's theory. Not Jane's theory, but this time it's my theory. Um, and this has just, I don't know why this is only becoming apparent to me now after 10 years of working one-on-one with people, but it is. For whatever reason, it is becoming apparent now. And it's a new theory that I like to call the above the neck, below the neck theory, okay? And what it means is, to put it simply, most of the population that, you know, the people that present to me and most of the people that you're dealing with live above the neck. So what does that mean? It means mental chatter. It means we've constantly got mental energy buzzing around. We've constantly, you know, psychoanalyzing everything. And if we've got an issue, we write down pros and cons with a pen and paper and try and figure it out. And then we watch a YouTube video and then we talk to our girlfriend and then we read a self-help book and we think about it and we sleep on it. We think about it some more. And can we get answers from doing that, Jane? Can we get the true answers? Can we align with our purpose from above the neck, Jane? (laughs) No. No. And we have to feel our yeah, way. That's right. So what are we not doing? We are so unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and unschooled in existing beneath the neck. And what happens beneath the neck? When you bring your awareness down, it's about feeling. Who wants to feel? I haven't got time to feel. I'm too busy. Feeling is a waste of time. Feeling hurts. Feeling is uncomfortable. There's pain down there. You know, or we're just completely numbed and shut down. We don't know how to. So... You know, again, I've said this before on lots of podcasts, we are not taught how to name or identify our emotions by mum and dad in school, by the media. Where are we supposed to get this kind of information? How do we learn as grown adults to spend more time beneath the neck? Because what happens when you spend time beneath the neck? If you've got a big life decision to make, who do I marry? What job do I go for next? You know, there's, there's, a, there's an illness with your child. What, what should I do? The doctor's telling me one thing and my Greek mother-in-law is telling me another thing. You don't get the answer from your brain. You get it from your heart. Or maybe maybe it's your you knee. You get it from your body. Maybe it's your Well, your you throat. know, I, just, I was just sharing just before we started recording, I was sharing with Beck that I'm having – I've set a new challenge. I'm having – I'm seeing this amazing chiropractor who does NET, which is neuro-emotional technique. And so it's kind of muscle testing and getting into the reptilian, the subconscious brain, and being able to work out kind of what wires are crossed in the brain. And one of the things that I know I've shared this before on podcasts is that I really do struggle with my physical body. I kind of just don't live in it. Now, I know that sounds very weird and it has been a battle and maybe I sound very immature saying that, but I have tried a lot of things to achieve wanting to connect more with my body. So the challenge was that I've been seeing this wonderful doctor, Dr. Zoe Love, how cool is that? Dr. Name? Love. I know. Like a James Brown song, Dr. Love. I know. <laughs> I have to say, I'm jealous of that. Name. It's amazing. Um, and, uh, and so my homework this past week has been to find ways, because I'm addicted to creativity, find ways that my body is creative. Well, for the first few days, I've gone, my body's not creative. Look, it used to be when I was a dancer. But again, that's an external thing. So what happened on Friday night? I banged my knee, the hardest I ever have done in my life. I thought my kneecap was shattered. Yeah. I couldn't drive a car for an hour. I had to try and release the pain from it first. 
came home, grabbed my beautiful book that we've spoken of before, The Body is the Barometer of the Soul, which is the book that interprets what your body is telling you with its different ailments, looked up the meaning, owned the meaning, went into my emotions, went into my head. So the emotions was, what am I feeling from this? Went into my head with what was I thinking and and experiencing at that time. And then, of course, I had last night burnt fingers, which I'm actually happy to say I had a little bit of a Bit of a miraculous healing. We're looking at a miracle here, folks. Yeah, Jane it's just incredible. Had an I... insane burn, and there is not even a blister on her hand. So it's just amazing. Thanks, Angel. Something's happened yeah, there. Exactly. But there was more clarity. So I think that it's not just about our heart and our emotions. Our body can talk to us so beautifully when we quieten the mind to listen. Oh, every single time. How often do we quieten the mind? Oh, never. I mean, well, until you get a great big crack on your knee and it makes you stop your mind thinking because your body's hurting so much. And, you know, there's always people who are out there pumping around the block, you know, go for a jog down the beach and there's all this purposeful directional exercise and I'm going to have some me time, I'm going to do a power yoga session, you know, and then I'm going to hop in a bath, but, you know, I'm going to listen to something. Like how often do we really just go into that absolute silence because – you know, the body and the emotions, you know, they speak a very different language to the brain. The brain shouts at you, it chatters, it distracts you. It's like a constant stream of commercials going on, like, isn't it? From sun up to sun down. And even sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, it just never stops. When you go beneath the neck, it's much more subtle. The body whispers. Now, if it's whispered for a long, 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 long time and you're still not listening, that's when it actually will do something it, like it will scream at you, which yeah, is hence the knee. Yeah. It, because I, I wasn't listening to my body. No, I know that. It'll be like a tumour or, or a searing pain or a twinge or a something that you'll start to notice and be like, what's this? Trot off to the, doc- the doctor and still not recognise what it is. So, you know, you need to get comfortable in spending more time in genuine silence and reflective. You know, again, I always say this on this podcast, I don't care if it's just for two minutes. I'm not asking half an hour three times a week ashram style two minutes can you just drop your awareness beneath the neck and do a little scan it's like a little x-ray thing where you just kind of just go through your body and ask yourself some gentle questions where's the yuckiest heaviest feeling that i have right now where is it and, and, you know, it could be in a really funny place. Like you might know straight away, oh, it's in my kidneys. Or, you know, you might say, oh, it's in my legs. Or well, for most people, it's stomach or heart or things like that. What color is it? Oh, it's brown, you know, or it's black. You know, what, what sort of texture, what does it look like if you could describe it? Some people will say it's metallic and spiky or other people will say it's like an oil slick or it's a bowling ball or something like that, you know. And, you know, zero to ten, ten being the worst, how bad is this, is this emotion? You know, and, and can you actually name it? The number of people who can't name it is amazing. You know, they'll say things like, oh, it's just that, you know, I just get really wound up and I get stressed. No, but what's the emotion? You know, the emotion. You know, I, I want to add a step in here is that because we're not taught to name emotions, if we ask people to write a list of emotions, they would probably write a list of half a dozen. Now, I wonder if it would be a good exercise for people to actually Google a list of emotions. I've not done this exercise, but I'm assuming that Google being the home of all answers. Yes. Um, that it would be quite easy to get that list of 200 or whatever it is, different emotions. Yes. And then print that list off and maybe just spend a little bit of time in an empathetic way, not taking yourself into it, but just imagining how each different one could 
be experienced. I love this, Jane. You can then start to identify the subtle differences between uh, emotions. And as you do this, you will be able to formulate your own emotional ladder that will be unique to you because your labeling is unique to you. Yes. You know, what one people, one person calls sadness, another might call depressed. That's right. You know, it, it is so unique. So I feel that if you can get this list in an order from top being the best feeling, bottom being the worst feeling, you're going to be able to start to identify where you are on this emotional ladder. So now you've got more words to articulate your emotions, you're going to be able to get into your heart and feel more about, you're going to be able to articulate what it is you're actually feeling. Yeah. And by doing that, you can then not have such big jumps to a better feeling place. You know, somebody who's crying with sadness, not sobbing that it's the end of the world, but just a, they're sad and they've got some tears going on. If you could give them a bit of boredom, you know, they kind of stop crying, but they feel a bit bored with it all now. They don't really want to think about it anymore. Yeah. That actually feels better yeah. than the tears. Yeah. It's the next step up. It's the next step up. But if you've only got six emotions that you can identify with, the jumps are going to be too big. So you're actually going to stay stuck in the emotion that you're in. When you've got smaller steps to take, you're going to be able to climb out of what you're feeling to feel a little bit better mm. instantly. And you see, it's the contrast that gives us happiness. Yeah. In between, here's the weird thing. In between that step from sadness to boredom, there's actually a little pocket of happiness, mm. which yeah. is weird, isn't Relief, it? Relief, maybe? Yes, exactly. Freedom. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a feeling of happiness because you're not in that same place. Yeah. It's what we observe is what we don't want gives clarity to what we do want. And it's in that observation of the negative that there is joy. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everyone listening to this is usually quite spiritual anyway. Our, our, our listenership's pretty switched on and perceptive. And we love you and, and we love you very much. And I'm sort of half thinking it is definitely possible to drop below the neck and maybe not even need to name emotions at all but just, just, feel, just, feel. just feel the energy of them. Yeah. And, and maybe we don't have to label them. Although, you know, for some people that's going to work and that's definitely going to help. Um, and I think it's important that you can, that you do have the ability to do that. But a lot of it is just in the feeling. And as Westerners, we are so just ill-versed in feeling. It's like it's we've just lost it off the, the human curriculum. We spend no time doing it or we spend lots of time avoiding it. You know, it's, well, like it's the, not rated. Well, yeah, and the minute, you know, this was my my. You know, what did we do that podcast about being a a radical, being being a um, activist? Yes, yes. So my thing is to have people rate emotional intelligence as highly as they can, right? Because I feel hard done by my victim story. If I want to give a victim story, mm. is that. My intelligence, the thing that I was most gifted with, was not recognized as a gift. This is your highly sensitive um, person stuff, right? Your yeah, high, but it's just, it, it is about having great emotional intelligence. High EQ, you know? high SQ. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right. And that's why we so many people struggle with it because it's not rated as something to embrace. No. So it's suppressed. 
It's not understood, so it's it's not shut down. But one of the little tools, very basic tools that that I haven't mentioned forever because I guess I haven't done it for a while, but when people are telling me, you know, what they think, it's so simple to say, actually, I don't mind what you think. I don't need to know what you think. I want to know what you feel. Well, that leads me to my next point, Jane. Thank you for the beautiful segue because what I have now started doing with my one-on-one clients, which is the most it's like Jane just said, it is so simple, but it is the most groundbreaking thing you can ever do. Someone comes and sits in front of you and they're going off, da-da-da-da-da-da, and my boyfriend wants this when I want to go overseas, but I'm not sure. And my life coach says to do this, but I can't quite get the, what the clarity is. And do I do da 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 And I just say, stop. And, they, and usually they can't. They have to still da 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 And I say, yes, stop. But, but, but I've got stop. more to tell you. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and, I, and then I will say to them, put your hand on your heart, close your eyes. And I'll say, so let's say this person's presenting with a scenario and one is, you know, do I go to New York with my boyfriend or do I stay here with the job that I hate or whatever? And, you know, they know the answer really, but they've done lists and lists of pros and cons and objectives and and everyone's got an opinion and and they're lost in all of that tornado of it all, right? Can I just add a little quick thing? If you've got a story that you are telling to more than three people, you're acting out the drama. And you're you're not listening to your own gut. No, that's right. Nobody knows the truth. That's right. Acknowledge it. So close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. Stop, stop, stop. And breathe. Now, hold, just use your imagination. Imagine getting on that plane with your boyfriend going to New York. Like forget, you know, again, this is forget all of the mental stuff about, but the money, but the this, but how's it going to work? Where are we going to live? Just what's the feeling? And usually they'll say something like, oh, it's like white light. It feels like barley. Oh, it just feels tropical. It was like not that New York's tropical, but do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll, people will come out with funny words to describe what they're feeling, and it, oh, I'm so relaxed. It feels like a massage. It feels great. Okay, get rid of that. Close your eyes, hand on your heart. Imagine staying here, working the job that you're doing now. Oh, it's like being locked in a cell and it's cold and I don't want to touch the walls and they're slimy. There's your answer. And do you know what? They've just paid me money to give them a psychic reading where they may or may not not have listened to anything I've said anyway because a lot of it's mental again. Like as in it's all just information and words strung together. But the minute they've dropped into their own body and felt the answer, my job is done. I love this because you did, you've seen you do that exercise and you've done it with me several times and I love the results. There's a little uh, similar variation that you've done too where you've put me into three different rooms. So with the, each the three door exercise. Yes, that I did that on a girlfriend this morning. Tell with the story. Brilliant results. Okay, tell the story. I can't because she listens and it's very private. Oh. <laughs> Wait, can you tell okay, the gist look, of it? It's about a relationship and it was three different options that she had in the relationship. Right. And so we took her through, we were fast forwarding 12 months and we took her into the first scenario. So let's, let's break it down for those listening. So if you want to do this yourself at home, Quiet space. I feel like you should, this is your exercise. Well, you should be sharing this. I'm doing, okay. But no, you can jump in with how you did it. But generally it's just quiet space. Again, hand on the heart, close your eyes, drop down into your body and use your describe imagination. how to drop down into your body. Because oh some gosh. people will go, I know, try though. See if you can find some words to describe it. Because you toes. do this so easily. <laughs> a lot of people would go, I don't know how to do that. I have so many friends that tell me their minds don't stop. How do I stop my mind? My mind. Now that's, you know, meditation, get in the now moment, all of that stuff. But try and see but, if you can describe okay. what you're doing to get into your body. I'm noticing Beck's posture is changing. When she gets into her body, instead of sitting upright, she's actually very relaxed. She's quite round-shouldered. Ooh. And it's almost like... Her chest is coming into, it's almost going into a fetal position, but in the chair, it's very relaxed. There's no energy going through her spine, um, through her posture at all. Yeah. Um, her shoulders have softened. Her hands have softened. Her breathing's got shallower. 
Um, it's like you're almost not breathing. Curling up. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, I've got so many things going on in my head right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Now I'm going to pull her into her head to describe how to get to your we've body. We've got all these tangents going. I was just going to say, if you are someone or you know someone who is frenetic mental activity, who goes round and round and round and cannot switch off, you actually, like how Jane just said, you can do now moment stuff, you can do meditation. Do you know what? For those people, I say, no, stuff it, because it's still more mental activity. Just either get down on your hands and knees on the floor and do a downward dog. Downward dog's great. Go and put your forehead on a patch of earth in the garden or dig something up in the veggie patch or chop something up for dinner. Do something physical with your actual body to bring you down. Or, you know, a half an hour of exercise or, or yoga or something. Massage the soles of your feet. Slap, you know, your arms like this, like they do in the Chinese massage. Make a fist and just pound your body to, to get the feeling back into your body again. Um, that's for extreme cases. Okay. Okay. Now, the next um, – Thing you're saying. So how do you bring your awareness beneath the neck? Yes, then we'll do the three rooms then. Three deep breaths, drop the shoulders, just relax the top of the head, relax the jaw, tongue softens in the mouth, soften the eyeballs. Just, you know, feel everything melting and flowing all the way down through all your limbs, through your stomach, down through your pelvis, through your legs, down through any any static buildup of energy and electricity. Just imagine it all rinsing down through your body, out through the soles of your feet where it's taken down away into the ground, away to be healed into the centre of the earth. Just It's just rinsed and grounded all the way up and down, okay? Spend just a few moments just sitting. And then, like I said, it's it's like you're going to go travelling with a different awareness. Look, I'm sorry, there's just no other way to explain it. This is something that every it's going to be different for everyone. And it's I think the best thing to do is to put your hand on your heart and maybe your stomach at the same time so you can connect in to those lower segments of your being um, and just see if you can catch yourself, catch the difference between thinking the answers and feeling. And you know what feeling is. Feeling is your heart will beat faster or it will feel like it's expanding or something will cringe or crunch or feel yucky or you'll feel a pain or a twinge or you'll feel a sensation or a coldness or a warmth or a moisture or whatever it is. Would you feel it would be appropriate to be using your imagination? If you're really a thinking person, can you use this mind to completely visualize being in the scenario, the, the, the first scenario that you're considering so by using the whole imagination of you're there, it's already happened. What scenario? Whatever it is that they're they're contemplating. So you've got this person that wants to go to New York, okay, or they've wants got, to stay got in a, the shitty a block job. or a choice or an issue or something. Yeah, they've got something that they're choosing between. Yeah, yeah. Then could they not use their imagination to project themselves forward into the future? to that scenario. Okay, so this is our three doors exercise or our two doors exercise. Well, I think you could do it either way. Yes. So as part of this then, you can imagine that you're standing in a corridor with a number of choices before you. And, yeah, it's usually keep it to two or three. So so each door is going to represent what it would look and feel, most importantly, feel like if you were to walk through those doors. So let, let's just take a, a scenario. So, let, let yeah, so the girl wants to do I – throw everything caution to the wind massive risk and gamble maybe financially not the smartest thing but do I go with my boyfriend to New York or do I stay here in the job that I hate which is very secure I'm very supported I'm in a comfort zone my mum and dad are here all my girlfriends are here da, 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 da. she she imagines that the door on the left is New York and the door on the right is staying home 
She puts her hand on the doorknob in her imagination. She pushes it open and all you need to imagine yourself doing is stepping across that threshold and then just stop and see whatever sensations come to you. This is a real subconscious mind exercise. These are the kinds of things that hypnotherapy students are taught to play with because you're actually going into real subconscious brain stuff. So you might get weird images, like random stuff that makes no sense like you do in dream state, or you may get, yeah, thoughts, sensations, colors, um, I, I did this this uh, once myself on a huge, huge personal decision I had to make in my life, which I knew was going to be epic for my my whole life. And um, let me just put it this way. One door felt cold and the, the message I got was you, you, if, if you go through, if you stay on the path that you're on, you can survive it, but you will be miserable. And then I went through the other door and I was in Bali. <laughs> So I was like, right, so I'm choosing the Bali door. Right, so it just made it so clear to me. My body told me the truth. And this is the, the upshot of what we're trying to communicate to you guys today is all of the keys to your happiness, all of the answers, all of the missing puzzle pieces, all of those gaps of silence between stuff, uh, they're all hidden inside you. you know, do you know what I'm saying? And the only way to get the truth of your direction in life which path do I take? What is the best thing for me? What is my truth? What does the essence of my soul really want? And what is it trying to tell me? All of those answers are beneath the neck and your body knows. So you run this through your filter. Any decision or choice, person, scenario, event, offer, whatever is presenting in your reality. If you run the idea of it through that beneath the neck uh, through, through, through your body beneath the neck. Your body is either going to go hot on it or cold on it. It's going to go warm on it or, you know, like joyful on it or miserable on it. No matter what your brain is telling you, and your brain will tell you a thousand different and often contradictory things, but your body tells truth. I love that. It's exciting. It's so exciting. I know. It's like, it's so empowering. Exactly. It's like you could cheat on any maths test using this principle. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Or you could. I mean, it's kind of like muscle testing yourself yes. in a way. Yes. And, you know, to that end, there are, are ways, if you're interested, that you can muscle test yourself. One of the most simple ones to do that I was taught years ago at a kinesiology course is if you stand up, just stand, you can do this now if you're listening, just stand up nice and straight and tall and take some very relaxing breaths. Then think of a concept such as, should I go with my boyfriend to New York? Breathe out and just relax into your body. Your body will either rock forwards or it'll rock backwards or it'll rock sideways very gently, very subtly. Okay. And then you may, you know, it's almost like using yourself as a pendulum. pendulum. So those who've used a pendulum know that you look for what is a strong sort of a yes or a strong sort of a no or, or a neutral nothing maybe type of a response from the pendulum. The pendulum will either swing forwards, backwards, or it'll go in a circle or maybe side to side. Um, and so you can actually use your body in a similar way. You can look for – so you, you begin with actually what I should say is you begin with something really obvious like my name is Rebecca or my name is Sarah. So my body will know which it resonates with as true and which it resonates with as false in my case. So then I'll learn what my so positive that's So negative. you can establish yeah. what your yes and no is or your positive negative, yeah. And once I've got what my yes is, then I can begin to ask questions. You ask – you hold the question, hold it in your body, breathe, relax, and then let your body just rock and see which direction it rocks in, and it will tell you. It's fascinating. There's always the scepticism, isn't there, when, you, when you're doing it to yourself, thinking, oh, yes, but I'm this is wishful thinking and I'm forcing my body to do this, which is why I find it fascinating when somebody does muscle testing that's a real pro at it 
because they go so fast. You've got no time to be even thinking about Correct. what are the answers I really want to have from my head. It's too fast and the yeah. body's given it. The yeah. body's giving the answers. It's incredible. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so much to say on that. Something else, something else that I want to bring up is that, like, for those of you who are embarking on really full-on health journeys, and I know that's a lot of people on the wellnesscouch.com, which, which is great because there are people out there who have turned their lives around with the types of foods they're shopping for, cooking, putting in their bodies, their children's bodies. You know, you're taking your green smoothies, your, your vitamins, your supplements, your, your raw fooding, your veganing, whatever you're doing, you're, you're doing your, your some amazing juice detoxes. Various different examples. Yeah. But there's some amazing um, people on the wellness couch that have absolutely mastered those areas. Yeah, and, you know, you might be running around the block and waking up every sunset, to, or, sorry, sunrise to go down and do your beach yoga or whatever you're doing, okay? But I really, really feel that I need to remind you that if, if that is all you're doing, that you will still find that there are areas in your life that you cannot push past or, or get past the blocks on because you cannot have the physical detox without the emotional detox. The two come hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other because they are so interlinked in our ecosystems that you just you can't break it down. And so those of you who have had, you know, cancers or crazy recurring full-on illnesses and you've cleaned out your entire diet, you've done everything right and you're still getting blocked, it's it's emotional. I know that you guys probably know this, but just in case there's anyone out there who still hasn't clicked, almost put aside Put aside the physical stuff for a while. You've gone hard at it. You've done it well. You know how to do it well, now. Well, unfortunately, what can happen is that if you are becoming too excessive with the physical, you're actually not going to hear your body. Now, that's what we call um, – it's a form of avoidance. And over-therapy, over, overly therapeutizing yourself, therapizing yourself. Because the body the is so thing. soft and gentle in its whispers. Yeah. <coughs> you know, that, that if you've got a hardcore body that is – Every muscle is continually, you know, taut and tense from the extreme physical mm. um, commando boot camp. Yeah, exactly. That you know, which which is it's just as addictive as so many other things in life. You know, it can be amazing. Yeah. Um, but that actually will present uh, prevent the body from talking to you, uh, from you hearing the body. The body will still be talking to you, but it's going to be a lot more challenging to hear for you to hear it. and that is why we do bang on so much about meditation and and what i call that two minute daily check-in and i know that those of you who are serial archival listeners have you know we do touch on this stuff over and over again the same way we always touch on self-love over and over again and it's it's for a reason it's because it's the only way to break through what we call samsara in life, like the suffering, the mental stuff, the drama, the toxicity, all of the crap that you carry, all of the stories you've ever soaked up from other people's stuff since you were in utero because your whole program is patterned with other people's beliefs about you that, you know, you've just been picking up and collecting like a bower bird your entire life and for whatever reason, we tend to cling on to all the negative ones and forget all the positive ones immediately, right? So, your your entire network is clogged with with just all of this junk and the only way to go back and hear the whispers and the breaths and the truths that are being breathed by your heart and your soul and your gut and the true essence of your spirit is by creating genuine silence and that is if you want to call it meditation or if you don't I don't care but it's sitting quietly with yourself with no distractions 
even if it's just for two minutes, and you've got to do this regularly so you can learn how to connect with your inner heart. Beautiful. Thanks, Jane. Very good. Jane's dog's gone to sleep. I think the dog's bored. Oh, she just did a <laughs> fart that really stunk, actually. <laughs> Is that what she thinks about all of this? But animals are in their bodies all the time. Yes, that's know? right. And you look at a bird who's building its nest. Yes. The bird that's building its nest is not thinking, oh, my God, Marsha's nest is so much better than my nest. And where did Philip get that string from? And, you know, if I don't get this done by Tuesday, oh, my God, it could rain. And then what's, you know, my mother-in-law going to say? And, uh, you know, birds do not live in the future and the past. All they're looking at is the twig they're attaching to the nest in the now moment. And we have so much to learn from animals. I agree. You know? I agree. Birds don't have they body us by, Just by observing them, though, it gets us in the now moment. It does. So that's why we Very need to go out in so. nature. Yes, and exactly. Do we see animals sitting around worrying about their skin or their texture or their hair or their spray tan or their weight? They don't. We have so much to learn. They just fuck me if they want to. <laughs> smelly one at that oh look I think that that's probably it for this week but I just want to remind everyone to just ask yourself what you feel not what you think I excitedly identify and own my emotions for beautiful growth thank you everybody for listening to us please keep your ideas flowing in through to us on our Facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash love life show one word you can just send us a private message as you all want to do Jane and I are always available for private coaching and intuitive counselling sessions you can hit up both of us or either of us we don't mind we love all of you we want to share Um, please join the couch every week on Wednesday for the 30 minute free podcast show that we deliver we love you guys thanks for listening have a great week Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.